Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, it's the Rundown, presented by ExploreStLouis.com. The biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story... Your Memphis Grizzlies back on track. 126-111 over the Detroit Pistons last night in the preseason. Is that the final game of the preseason? That is the last game of the preseason, John Martin. Last game of the preseason. They win it, go out on a winning note, 126-111. They were led by a young man who wears a number 12. Yes. John Morant. He had 31. Donovich towards the right baseline into a double team. Morant picks his pocket and gets a steal. Morant around the back move by Corey Joseph into the rim for a two. Did he realize that it was a preseason game? I don't think John knows uh, a different switch. Here's the dunk right after it. Uh, this is the, the little hammer with two guys in the lane. Bay against a triple team has his pass deflected. Aldama grabs it ahead for Morant. Morant finishes with a right-handed hammer in transition. He outran Corey Joseph and thundered it down. Another highlight reel dunk tonight for John Morant. <laughs> yeah, this is why uh, you know this is why they can charge a premium. <laughs> For right? real, yeah. That's the John Morant tax. <laughs> the price goes up. Um, and, and people are noticing, right? I've, yeah. I've seen some people post on social media, like, damn, Ja, calm down, man. These tickets are getting expensive, <laughs> you know? So, like, like that's the that's the yeah. trade-off, you know? When you have a superstar, you know, A, you have to pay that dude, yeah. you know, and B, like, they, you can charge more. That's it. That's because it's the supply and demand <laughs> issue, you know. Yes, you don't have is. to have an economics degree to understand that. So, um, yeah, Grizzlies get back on track. They are three and two. Finished three and two on the season, and it got me sort of to think because we were coming in here and we we're talking about, uh, you know, their 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 game before last, yeah. right? Which is when they lost the Orlando Magic in Orlando, um, and I think seeing what happened last night and just taking a quick glance at the box score, right? I think there is a very clear difference in. In the, in the outcome, and it's not John Moran, and it's not Desmond Bain, it's these rookies. Yeah. It's, and, and, I, and I almost wonder, like, is this going to be the experience for the first, you know, month of the season, for the first month and a half of the season? Um, because in that loss, right, David Roddy, Jake LaRavia, yeah. uh, et cetera, those guys struggled. Uh, last night against the Detroit Pistons, Roddy had 12. Jake LaRavia had 10. Brandon Clark had 16, right? Jeez. So I just, I just feel like that is probably going to be the experience watching the Memphis Grizzlies until Jaron gets back, right? Yeah. John Morant is going to do what he does. He's going to average 28 a game. Yep. He's going to bring it every single night. That's not going to be the question for the Memphis Grizzlies. I feel like Bain is going to give you 20 points a sure. night. Oh, sure. I think Bain's a 20-point-a-night scorer for yeah. sure. But the difference is, A, 
I don't know what has been going on with uh, with Dylan. Uh, Dylan has not looked good in the preseason offensively. Yeah. Um, I think he only had ten against the Magic. He only had six last night. So yeah. I'm not I'm not entirely sure what is going on there with Dylan. They're going to need more from him yeah. just buying you know just for the for the whole season offensively, sure. right? Yeah. I mean he's you know he's the third scorer, right? I mean I would I mean, say he, I, I guess I would put him ahead of Jaron. I, I don't want him being the third scorer personally, but I you're right. I mean, they kind of need him to because it's not going to be all Dama. It's not going to be uh Well, you know, certainly Adams. in this configuration. You no. know, I, I think even with, you know, I think he's a, he's more consistent offensively than Jaron yeah. is. Um, but I, I really do. I think it's going to boil down to, you know, again, at least until Jaron is back, yeah. uh, Conchar, Brandon Clark, mm-hmm. LaRavia, and and David Roddy. Well, they got to shoot better though. Still, I mean, I, I real and you were playing a slaw team last night. Like oh, this, yeah. that Magic team, I think, is better than the Pistons team we saw last night. Well, they have been in the preseason, but yeah, like if you pull up, if you just pull up the box score and just take a quick glance at it, right? Yeah. Like, uh, now Bain was one for seven. That's part of that, but they were overall, uh, you know. I mean, he had thirty three against the Magic though, yeah. so he's he's a, you know you had to have an off night. That comes with the territory. Sure. Um, Laravia had five against the Magic. Mm-hmm. Um, Roddy had two. You know, you look at what they did against the Pistons, their production was much better. Brandon Clark had just seven. So I really do Your like, point is right though, I it's, think. It's it's gonna it's gonna come down to in terms of win you know, you are mm-hmm. trying to stay afloat, right? You're trying to win games. Um because you can't really ask Ja to do much more than he's gonna do. Yep. He's gonna average twenty eight a game. Bain's gonna give you twenty to twenty five a night probably. Um you need, you know, consistent production uh, from from the guys that you drafted in the first round, I mean that's just you know that's just gonna be the that's gonna be the case, right? Jake yeah. Laravia, you traded up to get him. Like, unfortunately, you just don't have a lot of time to wait. Yeah. Now, and look, Brandon Clark is gonna factor into that as well. I mean, he's gonna have to you know be very consistent as well because you're gonna be leaning on him. But I do, I think it's gonna sort of be an ebb and flow here of okay, rookie development. You know, do they have good nights? Do they have bad nights. Mm-hmm. And that's probably going to coincide with the outcome of the game. So here are the 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 twenty minute guys were Roddy, Conchar, Laravia, and basically Brandon Clark. They they held him back a little bit because it's the final preseason game. But mm-hmm. um, I think I think Conchar is being paid like he should contribute a lot more than three points a night. Like you're going to have to have you're going to have to have ten to fifteen points a night scoring nights from Conchar. I feel like for what he's being paid and kind of what he's been projected to be, because you're getting rid of Anderson. And um, so, the Anthony Mellon averaged basically eleven a game a season ago, and John Conchar is now playing that role. He is the new DM. I mean, you Mellon. need him to score eleven points a night. And I think that is the peril, right? That is the that is the implicit peril. When you and, and it's when we talked about when when you go from being the eleventh man yeah. to the eighth man to the ninth man to the to the sixth man yeah right? the sexy eleventh man too because everybody been talking about John yeah. Conchar right, the know, analytics the love him and yeah. everything the defender and, long you know but see now now and, it, and it's always just it, it's always based on the you know the contract on the on the expectations it is. it's all in context of that mm-hmm. I mean John Conchar is the same player he was. Before, <laughs> he just has a bigger contract now, and so what comes what Much comes bigger. with what what comes with that? Yeah, higher expectations. Yeah, you know, and I think higher propensity for disappointment and criticism. Yeah, you you, you, it, you it's impossible to be criticized as yeah. the eleventh man. Sure, like what are you going to say? Oh, the eleventh man sucks. Right. He's the eleventh man. He's making a million bucks. Yeah. Like what did you expect? You know, and and so if you exceed that, 
right? The bar is much lower. Sure. You exceed that, you become a fan favorite. Okay, well now the bar is a lot higher for John Conchar. Now yeah. now he is now he is now he's supposed to be, you know, knocking down threes for you consistently. Yeah, yeah. He's supposed to be averaging double figures. He's supposed to be, you know, a, a good rotation player. Yeah. Um, and it remains to be seen whether or not he will be able to I think there are some who are skeptical of that, but because he is now, I think I am. He's going to be scrutinized in a way, right? Yeah. that he was not well, before, and it's backloaded. So we're talking about four to six million bucks a year. So I, I want to be careful that I'm not, you know, overextending it. Well, no, I mean, they, but they gave him a new contract because yeah. they were going they gave to him a ask him. Year deal, yeah, yeah, they're going to ask him to play a pretty sizable role. Yeah. I mean, he he is. Um, you know, you're not paying a guy, you know, five, six million dollars a year to do nothing. Yeah. I mean, he he is going to be expected to contribute. Now, again, we'll see over the course of it's not again, it's not the Grizzly season does not boil down to what John Conchar averages, sure. okay? Like it's not it's not that simple. But at least until Jaron comes back, it is gonna be about that supporting cast, that ensemble, and if they can can they be consistent or is this going to be, you know, a, yeah. a volatile situation game to game? And if it is you know, it could get a lot more uh, bumpy than Grizzlies fans are, you know, used to. I'd like to get your thoughts on these rookies we saw last night because there was a play um, where where David Roddy, I mean, he took it to Jalen Dern last night, mm. and he's got to be giving up about four or five inches on on Dern. And I really like Dern; I think he's a good player. I think yeah. he'll be a decent pro. But like, I think they've got some pretty good draft picks that they picked up here. Not Laravia; I'm not so certain that he's the next Mike Miller as a shooter. Yeah, but but like, I think he he needs to project as a good shooter for them to be good. And Roddy looked pretty good last night. Yeah, I mean, I I I like sort of David Roddy's feel for the game. Yeah, um, I, I think his. And we'll talk to Anthony Sand about this, like what he will ultimately be for them. I don't know. Like what is his role? What is he supposed to be for the long? I always like having like, okay, this guy can be this comparison. He can sure. be that. And with Roddy, I just don't really know. Like who who is he supposed to be? What is he, you know, is he a three? Is he a four? Yeah. Like can he, you know, can he shoot the ball consistently enough? You know, Laravia is a shooter, um, and you need that. So I I I think in time, you know, he will be fine yep. if, if that's if that is indeed what he is, right? If he indeed is a shooter, then I think he will be fine. So, you know, these these things all I, 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 I the jury is still out on Zaire Williams. What I is mean, going on with Zaire? Are there a lot of people suggesting something's weird because he's not getting a lot of minutes? I'm not sure. I don't know. I wish I had information for you on that. I'm not sure what's going on with Zaire Williams. But 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 the the jury is still out on him and you know, he's a he's a second year guy. Yeah. It takes, Some thought he would be a starter it takes with, with, yeah. with Jaron out. Yeah, well, that clearly is not going to no, happen. No, so the Aldama experiment is what well, they're going to go with Aldama on Wednesday. No question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, I, he looked good last night, though. He's fine. I mean, he's serviceable. That's about it. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to plant my stake in the ground for Santi Aldama. He's fine, though. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he's not, he's not, uh, he's not as bad as he looked at the beginning of summer. Yeah, league. he looked overwhelmed this there summer. Was, there was a, there was a, there was a time, you know, and again, he, he got better as the, as the summer league got, you know, went on. Mm-hmm. There was a time where I was like, eh, I don't think Santi is, is that guy, pal. <laughs> right. I don't think he is that guy, but he's fine. He's, he's, he's a fine fill in until, sure. you know, we have the fort. That's, that's he, you know, he, he. That's what I'm doing. Right. Until Jason gets back. Right. I'm playing the role of Santiago. You're doing a bo- You're doing more than that. Because you're just, you're an anchor on the show. I'm just, for God's I'm sakes. trying to put up six and eight, Brad. That is a bad comp. I'm that trying. That is to, not a good comp. I'm putting up six and eight in Jaron's absence here, and that's enough to keep me on the team. You need to have confidence. This is you are the team. <laughs> that's enough to keep me on the team, man. So anyway, right. the uh, the Memphis Grizzlies got back 
on the winning side of things, 126-111. They will kick off their regular season next week, ladies and gentlemen. Big Memphis is the campaign this I year. I saw they got the big uh, sign-up outside big of Memphis. Phoenix. Big Memphis. Big Memphis. Love it, man. I'm all about it. Big Memphis is uh, is a great slogan. It is it is 50 times better than Memphis. Yeah, I like it a lot, especially when you get, uh, what's the lady who's, who's gro- gro- Glorilla? Glorilla. Big, big, uh, big Glow. Glorilla does a nice job on the commercial, and I love her accent. The way she, like she's amazing. She sounds like Memphis, you know. I love Glorilla. She's uh, really good. She she's just like. A, Remember her? Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Well, not really, but you know the vibe. This is me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this is our city. Welcome out to the show. And you know these guys. Moran, attack! I'm on the Ninja Rich, I can't be guarded. Fell on a plane, fell on you play, I can't have you caught it. Just aim for the target. Bow, bow, bow. That person that works for everything they get. That person who hits the grind and greedy. Where the party starts when the sun sits. And has its own brand of art. Listen, everything we do here is big. Big expectations, big noise, and big swag. Hey, camera, come look over here. Look at all this ice beside me. Try us if you want. You better not play me. I got my black horse on, too. Because sure as hell, you know we curly. No running in the hill, man. We climb up the chimney. So this season, for the 901, what's understood, don't got to be explained. It's for the rest of y'all. You about to find out. That's big Memphis on gun. Love it. All about it, man. I like Big Memphis better than Memphis. It's not even close. It's a route, bro. It's a it's an absolute destruction. Yeah. Okay. It's it's fifty six to zero. <laughs> not even close. It's UCF and Temple. It is it is exactly UCF and Temple, yeah. bro. All right. Prepare for liftoff. Liftoff <laughs> is uh is Wednesday inside FedEx Forum against the New York Knicks. We will have that game right here on 92 FM ESPN. Next story. Uh, we are all worse for having seen it, but the Washington Commanders did, in fact, get a win last night, I guess, uh, against the Chicago Bears, 12-7. to That was a wolf. 12-7, to and um, this off the top of my head, I know the Bears – like in the NFL, right? Yep. If you are inside the five yard line, or even inside the ten yard line, yeah. I would say you are supposed to score a touchdown. Right? That's the, that is the goal. There is a goal line. Yeah, like you are supposed to put pro- it in. A professional as it football were. team yeah. is supposed to score a touchdown when you're inside the ten yard line. They were inside the ten yard line three separate occasions, and not only did they not score a touchdown, Brad, they emerged from those drives with zero <laughs> points. It's like they were trying not to score. Yeah, combined zero points did they come up with. The only touchdown that they scored was in the second half when yeah. Justin Fields hit Dante Pettis on a very impressive bomb um, that did give the Bears a temporary lead at seven to three. It yeah. was short lived as the commanders do put up nine points there in the fourth and take the win. The Bears got stopped on um on like the half yard line. Yeah. Right. I don't even know if that was a catch. Did they rule it a catch? They I think it was a catch and then they did the review because they were trying to see if it got if it crossed the goal line after it was deemed a catch. Yeah. You know, so, and, 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 and it, it was it, everything it but not. in. Correct. I mean that sucker was like everything but in. Yeah. So um 
you know, the good news for Jason is that he was watching this because it's oh you know, good when you're on when you're on television you watch yeah you know if you, you're a big fan you're if it's an island game as they call it a prime time game you will turn it on and you will see what your team is talking about Jason's in the Belize then and he sees that yes and uh, you know the good news the good news for Jason is that even though he, he tuned into this he is under no false pretenses about the Chicago Bears oh, no clearly he's put he downplays it every chance he gets here yeah, on he, the show he truly does and I think that's actually that's a strategy that has worked out very well for him yeah it has he has detached emotionally from his favorite franchises right right yeah. he does it every day on the show like he 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 he's got some Jeff in him and that you know yes. his his expectations he he purposely keeps very low oh right the lowest but he does watch. Yeah, he's, he, he does. That's the difference between him and Jeff, right? 100%, yeah, Jeff does not watch. Now, Jeff, I, will Jeff really not watch this weekend? Like, he I claims find that he doesn't, but what's weird about Jeff, and this is the part I can't understand about Jeff, if I invested as much time into a franchise like Jeff does, because Jeff, like, he's on WGR radio uh, on the Odyssey app out of Buffalo, oh, yeah. listening to the analysis of the game and the press conferences, and he's reading articles about his team. At that point, you might as well jump on and watch the daggum thing. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Um, although, you know, there is something to be said for the roller coaster of emotions, I guess, that you would do feel when you're watching it. Like, imagine yeah. what I, I mean, what I was going through oh, on Monday night. Bro. Right? I had somebody, I was out and about last night, and I had somebody stop me, and they just, they gave me a hug. Oh, because they they felt they bad, felt bad for, me, for you, right? Watching that Raiders team of yours, and and, and, and I appreciated it because yeah, it, it, yeah. it it is hard. It is hard to, you know. But 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 again, there is a there is also a threshold that you cross at some point when you have endured so much of it. Yes, and it, it doesn't hurt anymore. This is why. This is here's my here's my opinion on it. This is part of the fan experience for most fans. And let me give a strong caveat to most because seemingly Alabama fans never have to face this problem. I don't understand why Alabama fans don't there have to. There was a Mike Shula era, though. It happened, but it happened quickly, and they got his right. ass out of there they after did. they saw what, yeah. what they had. And then they figured out real quick, like, let's just give Nick Saban the farm. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So, like, once they give Nick Saban the farm, that's a pretty good strategy. It's why, you know, but they have not had to endure – a downtime. That's why Tennessee fans are. I think a lot of them are on the edge of. I don't want to. That I want Peyton Manning showing up for game day because yep. that that jackass is. He's like a bad. He's like a bad rabbit's foot. You know. If I could die and be reborn, a fan. Yeah. It would be of Alabama. Oh, me too. I mean, Alabama football. It's not close. Who else is it? Who else do we put in that that category for baseball? Uh, for a hundred years, it's been the Yankees, but they've had a really downturn over the last twenty-five. I don't know. Baseball's tough. Mets fans have had a really bad. I, Gary's had to go through I mean, some horrible times. I here. guess. I guess if I had to pick a baseball team, it would be the Dodgers. Yeah, they've been good, but their problem has been postseason because Kershaw can't yeah. seem to close the deal. I don't think I would want to be a bit because like baseball is so fickle, you know. And it's, it's tough. Ba- baseball. This is why people hate it. it's just baseball because it yeah. truly is just baseball. Like, yeah, you get those moments. Uh, I would. I would. Obviously, you know, Golden State's one. Golden State's one, but again, they had a lot of lean years too before Steph showed up. You know, yeah, really sucky. And years. that's the thing is like the Hardaway years. Professional basketball and professional sports in general are so fleeting. Yeah, you know, because teams change, trades happen, right? Yeah. Whereas in college, if you keep a coach right at a spot yeah. for twenty to twenty-five years, yeah, he can keep it rolling. Yes. Forever. 
Well, and it's why these coaches bounce, like Villanova. Like, once you get a little success, you're like, yeah. I'm going to get the hell out of here because I, I don't think it's ever going to be this good. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I really do. I think, of the I, again, if you, you could die and be reincarnated and you, like, what fan? Kansas. Uh, Kansas basketball. Yeah, Kansas hoops. Yeah, I mean that's you know that's probably a good answer. Yeah, I mean because they've yeah they've won t- titles through coaches. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, Kansas basketball, Alabama football, but NFL is like Tom Brady. You would have said New England. But yeah, he left. But that changed. He left. You yeah, know. Yeah. Um, and, and I think you know again Kansas City like they've only got one. And then they could get another, and no. they could get three. I mean, I think they're that good. But but there are know, no guarantees of the NFL, though, as we saw. I mean, Tyree Kill's gone now. He plays for the Dolphins, and it hasn't really caught That's up right. to them yet, you oh, know? Yeah. But it, it, it might this it weekend. Might, it might. I don't know. Like, so... I feel like that's the one. Um, but, but you know, th- we don't get to choose, do we? We don't get to choose no. who we sort of inherit as, uh, you know, as our teams. And, and uh, yeah. a- as much distance as Jason would like. Like, Jason went to Belize to get away from the Bears, <laughs> right? Yeah. But they, he can't. He can't. I didn't know what the TV setup was. Apparently it's as good as America. Yeah, so he t- Jason texted me. Les, even though he refuses to come on our show now because we won't, we won't pay him. Which, you know, that's huh. his business decision. He still yeah. keeps a log. He still makes picks every single week. Yeah. Are you serious? On NFL he does. Not on college, but on NFL he does. How – and what was his ratio when he was making picks for y'all? He was pretty good, actually. He was much better at picking games than I am. Now, he was doing college, but but uh, he was much better than I am. He br- you bring up something interesting. Sometimes with NFL, you're, you're better off not having knowledge. Like – 100%. And I'm not, I'm not claiming Les doesn't have knowledge. That's not what I'm saying. But he's over there kicking it on the beach in his little hut or whatever and having a good time, whereas you're actually pouring over the data and oh, yeah. really I mean, I, trying I, to lock in. I've got all the data for you that you can handle. I got all the trends. I got all the historical analysis. But, like, the game gets kicked off, and it just, like, doesn't matter. What can I do when the when the Vikings blow a 21-3 lead? What can I do when Tampa Bay blows a 21-0 lead in the yeah. second half? I I you know, you can't. There's no amount of data or historical trends that will account for that. I can't. I think it's analysis by paralysis, though, John. It is. It certainly is. Uh, and so I've, 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 you know, gone back to the drawing board and I, I give it my best, uh, my best shot every week. Every We're going to do it at one o'clock. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps. That's all I can do. Uh, Sean Salisbury is going to join us on the other side. We'll talk to him about the NFL slate this weekend: Chiefs, Bills, uh, Eagles, Cowboys. No Dak Prescott this week. It's it's kind of funny, right? That I'd in, wait. That injury is just he just can't quite get a grip around the football. Just yet. wait until you lose a game. Well, I think they will this weekend, and so Dak will be back uh, next uh. week for Dallas. We'll get into all that with Sean. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. On. Sean Salisbury is the host of the Sean Salisbury Show on Sports Talk 790 in Houston on Twitter. At Sean Unfiltered joins us every Friday. Joins now, Sean. What's happening, man? All good, man. Good to be on with you guys. What's yes. Up? So, uh, Justin Fields, it was there for him. It was there for him. And 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 coming away, you probably feel like that's one he should have taken. Um, in in a in a long career of development, right? It's just one game. But how do you assess last night for Justin Fields? Um, and now we we are talking. When you say it's there for him, you talking about Montgomery in a flat open on the, on one side. Well, I, I, I just, yeah, I just mean in terms of you, you know about the whole game. Yeah, I mean yeah. the drives inside the five where you come up empty each time. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, I think you know you got to come away obviously with points. I personally listen. It is development. This is I hate to say n- normal development, but they don't have weapons for the most part, and he's got to have some help. I'm not giving him a hall pass and taking making excuses for him because he's got to get better as a passer. But think about this now. The the pro football focus, the rating for the left side, the tackle and the guard, I mean, you, you, these, these guys are barely blocking anybody according to them. And I've used my own words, but he's scrambling around, running around. I think they put a governor on him, governor on him in the passing game, and they don't expand it, so it's hard for him to get through his progressions. You saw down at the goal line when he threw to, you know, down there when he threw to Moody, and people are mad, well, Montgomery was open, but what if that their, their read was work that, that side of the field and get to that flat or that back late? Well, then you don't get through your reads enough to get over there. So when people say a guy was wide open, it's like, hold on a second. We've got to know what the progression was for them. So he's got a long way to go. Uh, both of these offenses are putrid. Washington's not good. Chicago lacks players as well and direction. But I just don't like a big guy when you're down in there Put the ball in, in fields is like two thirty five, yeah, six three. The, the guy's a monster, so I think they could help him. I know the weapons are shy, but help him by not having him just move the pocket because he's using his great uh, athleticism, but allowing him to get through progressions. But maybe move the pocket and, and change his launch point and get the ball out of his hand and formationally try to create stuff that he doesn't have to make every play with his feet and then make some spectacular plays when that's there with his arm. We haven't seen him perform yet offensively like we will, but what I don't want him to start believing that this is the way it's going to be. I know he's a talented kid, but you can get to the point where you're saying, man, I'm not even at the progression of, of seeing all my talent come to fruition because the lack of weapons and the believability, they are not real creative offensively. Mm-hmm. He's creative offensively. 
But as a young quarterback, he's still got a long way to go in the passing game. Make no mistake about it. What do you make of uh, Ron Rivera, the, the initial comments and then the apology as it relates to, to Carson Wentz and his assessment of you know, why the, the teams in, in, in his division are, are, are further ahead? I, I thought it was uh, pretty weak. Of, and I, I'm a big Ron Rivera uh, fanatic. I do. I, lo- I love Ron. But here's what I, what I don't like. I do not like that Ron called him out in public. I do. I've known Ron for a long time. Um, can you imagine if the script was flipped and all of a sudden that uh, Carson Wentz, when he was asked, hey, uh, what's the problem with the team? <laughs> well, it's the, head, it's the coach. Right. Can you imagine the grown, how he would feel? 100%. So, I mean, they're, they're, right, they're grown men. So you've got to know the room, and Ron usually does. And I, Ron's opinionated. But this is unlike Ron. We, and he, I know he apologized, but I can't, imagine the wrath that Wentz would take now. Ron's frustration is validated. Carson Wentz has got to play better, and this is becoming a trend. Think about when, before he left Philly, and then when he got to Indy, plays under pressure. The last two games of the season, he didn't play well. Some numbers can be misleading. And the question I ask, is Carson Wentz elevating the room? I don't know what's happened to his confidence or – you know, skittish or afraid to pull the trigger. Ron's frustration validated. I always believe take the guy behind closed doors. You can cuss each other out, do whatever you want. But I, I would not have done that as a coach. And I think Ron probably has a little regret there. And even if there was a message sent, it apparently wasn't loud enough for Carson Wentz. Yeah, no, I, I that that would have been classic. Like you're looking around Brian Dable right. and, and right. Nick Sirianni and and even you know Mike McCarthy there. Yeah, uh, coaching. Our coach is the difference. Oh, yeah. Hey, man. Hey, Ray, Derek Carr, what's the problem? Well, it's Josh McDaniels. Can you imagine? Yeah. So I just say the respect factor goes both ways. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. We're talking to Sean Salisbury. He joins us every single Friday here on the show. Speaking of uh, that division, uh, Eagles Cowboys this weekend, Eagles trying to go to 6 uh, and 0. Can they do it? They can, but it's not going to be an easy task. I know it's in their building. I really love what the Eagles are doing. I know we've discussed it, and Jalen Hurts continues to develop into a multi-skilled threat, not athlete. We already know that, but quarterback. And the abilities, you know, understanding where to go with the football. I really love every year, to me, he's made great growth and progress. And you can't do what they're doing with average quarterback play. So we know the stress he's going to put on the Cowboys' great defense. Aside from the 49ers, then Buffalo's got it going on, too. I think the 49ers and the Cowboys are the two, of the, if not the two best defenses. They sure aren't fourth and fifth in this league. So they're facing a unique cat. This is different than what they're, you know, the normally face with a quarterback because he's throwing the ball better than he ever has, and his feet and his size, he's electric as a quarterback. And he's learning, and they've got a lot of weapons now in mm-hmm. Philadelphia. The other side is... Philadelphia hasn't seen what, what they're going to see yet this year. And that's a defense and the Michael Parsons, and they are going to get after it and Dan Quinn. So this team's the most well-equipped Dallas to deal with Jalen Hurts so far this season. And I know Buffalo was there, but this defense, to me, because of some of the injuries in the secondary in Buffalo, is a little bit better right now because they get after it. And Parsons may be the best in the league at what he does. So I think this is a hell of a game. I think six and a half points is a lot, even if Cooper Rush is playing. Because if, if, even if he's not been spectacular, he's protected the football and taken care of his business. I think low scoring, and I think we know the keys, but I think Dallas's defense can keep him in it. I think this is a 23-20 to 20 type late field goal game. Do the Eagles have to you the ingredients, whether it's you know, between A.J. Brown and those DBs and, and the improved play, 
of, of, of Hurts? Do they sort of have the feel? I know they're undefeated, so maybe it's not that much of a stretch, but do they have the feel of a team that can be playing late into January, maybe even February? I do. I always say this. you got to have a coach that you get buy-in. Now, I, I've, never, I've never met Coach Sirianni. I don't know him very well. At first I wondered, well, is there buy-in? There apparently is, and they apparently have a clue. And because I've seen development, and the, and the team was committed to going and getting players in the offseason, and they did. And so I do believe they have that. There's a buy-in and a believability, one. Two is you better have the quarterback. And it appear, and I've always felt he's played in big games at Oklahoma and then before that at Nebraska, that Jalen Hurts was as poised as any young player when he came into college that I'd seen. I didn't say best. I said poised. I don't think he cares about pressure. I, I watched the kid. I think there's plenty. And he's dealt with the ups and downs when he was at Bama and the Tua thing. I love him. And I know that there's still ways to go where he's like that guy who throws for 4,500 yards dangerous. So when you got that dual threat who can throw and beat you with his feet and is poised, and you got a defense that's flying around and is capable of knocking you around at quarterback, and most of all you got playmakers that can be and it's not just one guy. You got a bunch of different playmakers that can change the course of a game. They put stress on defenses and looking at the NFC landscape, oh, the, uh, Green Bay doesn't scare me with Philly. Tampa maybe because of Tom when they get all their guys healthy. I mean, you started the Vikings maybe because they're playing well, but there's a lot of teams. The Rams don't. 49ers if Jimmy keeps playing well and gets better. But the NFC is so wide open, and Philadelphia is the class right now, and I don't think we can argue that. Yeah. Bill's Chiefs on the other side, we're talking about class of the league. Bill's Chiefs in an absolute uh, – I mean, it's a, it's a main event. It's a must-watch game here in a, in a revenge matchup from the divisionals last year. Um Chiefs coming off a freaking ridiculous victory over the Raiders. I still am shell shocked by that. Um, yep. And the Bills, you got to believe, have been looking forward to this since that night. Um, can the Bills get it done? Mahomes never been a home underdog. He is for the first time in his career. Did the Bills leave Arrowhead with a win, Sean? Um, I, I think I'm actually surprised that they are a dog. To be honest with you, um, uh, the Bills can. Now the question is, as we've seen. Are these two quarterbacks going to go back out and put out? Here's the thing. You know what we're expecting? 41-38. Those guys go up and down the field, and then we're going to get 17-14, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's going to end like that. Hell, yeah, the Bills can go in there with a win. The key is you got to go like this. They'll say, okay, how do I, what do I do? Bill Belichick approach, I got to thwart your very best player. Outside the quarterback, because he's got the ball in his hand, 70 snaps, so – Kelsey, you can't let him score, and you've got to make sure. I would play Patrick Mahomes in a lot more zone. I would. Now, I don't know. And the Bills, don't, they don't have to blitz much. I would, I would, they don't have to. But in this, if you're a blitzing team or a zone team, I would try to multiple looks but give him a lot of zone looks to force him to get through progressions. And you better have you guys up front get after him and try to disrupt it. Because what happens when you play man – with Mahomes, you're always in a mismatch, even though the Denver defense, I mean, Denver, the Buffalo defense is really good. It's a quarterback game, we know that, but I also think it's going to come down to a defensive stop. I don't think you're going to see the fireworks you saw Mahomes and Allen have when we saw them in the playoffs, but I damn well tell you they're capable of it. Yes, Buffalo can go in there and win and win by a touchdown, but it's going to be awfully difficult. It's going to be as loud a crowd, as great atmosphere as we've had in the NFL so far. The question, too, keep an eye on. Can the Buffalo Bills outside of Josh Allen run the football consistently? Because Chris Jones, they'll try to tee off too. Run game may become important in this, 
when everybody's expecting you to thresh, spread out and throw on a regular basis for both teams. By the way, on that uh, on that Raiders game, any issue with going for two? Yes, hundred percent. I thought it was stupid. I thought it was stupid. I, I'm, I'm trying to have somebody tell me, okay, if you're at home, I mean, if you're on the road and playing that game, mm-hmm. and you're and you tie it up or you're down one, and there's 20 seconds to go, go for two. I get it. Your team's exhausted. Mm-hmm. You don't think you can get any stops on on Kansas City? Go for it. What sense does it make? So, oh, you, as, as, as Josh McDaniels, we wanted to put a little pressure on him. Okay. So you tie it, there's still pressure to go score. Mm-hmm. If, you don't, if you don't tie it like they didn't, there's 427 to go in the game. There is still pressure for the Chiefs to go down and hold the ball. If you do score it and it's 32, you know, you're up one, well, then there's pressure on the Chiefs to go win the game. So there's pressure no matter what. Yeah. And they've dealt with it before. I, there was no rhyme or reason. You didn't give your team the best chance. Kick it. 427, you know you're more than likely going to get the ball back, and they did. And then the fourth down call going in again, throwing low percentage where two guys run into each other, fade rush, just dumb. So I thought it was there's time and place to take a chance. That wasn't it. There, there was, if there's, like I said, even if it was 58 seconds and you say, well, man, that's dangerous with Mahomes. Let's see if our defense get a stop. Let's go for the win. Yeah. And you get it. There was no rhyme or reason at all other than, I mean, if it would have been a three-point or if you'd have been down by five and needed to get to six, all those things, one point meant zero to anybody other than a stupid call and a loss. Well, you know, it's funny the way it worked out because them not getting it actually led to Kansas City sitting on it a little bit, right? Right. And which which right. which worked out brilliantly for the for the Raiders because they had a chance to win because of that. My bigger issue is with that fourth and one call. Like I don't, Horrible. I don't know. I mean, Josh Jacobs has been getting whatever he wants. You've got 58 seconds left. You got plenty of time to get up there and 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 spike it and and stop the clock. I don't understand going for the glory in that. Right. Th- that's the one to me, Sean. Where it's like, what are you doing? What are you thinking here? This is like outthinking yourself. At, 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 that's getting too cute. It is. That's your exa- you're, you're exactly right. And real quick on that is is and you know damn well Josh McDaniels was not thinking. You know, you and I both, though, I want to give him credit for saying it, but, oh, that if we don't, then they'll try to slow it down and it'll work to our advantage. He wasn't thinking oh, that. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no, there's no way. Right. Yeah. You are 100% correct. The other side of it is, I understand you want to take a shot if you get your best player on man coverage on third and one, knowing you got a second down to do it. I've always believed in when you got that kind of time, give me a play that gives me three or four options, get me the two yards on the, on the long one and a half, the long yard, and then we'll tee it up for a few more downs and take our shots. I, I don't understand the low percentage fade route and hope that it works out when you got a back who's rushed for about a buck sixty, and I can at least maybe do something to get on the edge and give my quarterback, if you want to throw it, one or two more options where it's just not a one-man route. I thought it was a dumb fourth and one. I thought it was a dumb two-point conversion, and I thought it was stupid timing, and Josh McDaniels has got to prove to us that he can make the same decisions as a head coach that he does when he's just an offensive coordinator. Because he and Staley and all those guys out west, in the AFC West, and and Hackett, all three of them are making calls that are putting their team in a bad way. Thank goodness for doggone uh, the Chargers that they got Herbert to bail them out, although they didn't get him to bail them out last week, and it almost cost them a damn game if they don't miss a field goal in Cleveland. Yep, you're exactly right. We're talking to Sean Salisbury. joins us every single Friday here on the show, former NFL quarterback now doing 
uh, Talk Radio, Sports Radio down there in Houston at Sports Talk 790. A couple more things before we let you go, Sean. Is, is anybody set up to succeed uh, in Carolina? As a head coach? Yeah. Um, right now, succeed to me is making the playoffs. They haven't gotten better. Their offense has been bad for a couple of years now. Matt Rule's going to go be a good head coach in college. He is. Uh, maybe a little over his head because if you're going to get that job, that position has to be pretty sound, and Sam has not played well. Baker Mayfield has not played well. McCaffrey's been up and down with injuries when he's on the field. Great. Not a lot of weapons. And when you're firing your offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, in the early in the season, the middle season last year, it just hasn't gone well from the start. Yet the opening five games of last year, their defense had them going, and they were pretty good. And then it's gone to hell in a handbasket. I Matt Rule will coach Wisconsin, Nebraska, somewhere big, and he'll be fine. And his coordinator, defense coordinator, Snow, will go get a job with him. But the other side of it is, in order, in order for you got to get more players and you got to have the quarterback position play better. So if it's a job, it's, it's a, it seems like a nice job and one that's in a really good part of the country and you got some weapons. But right now, the quarterback position isn't giving you much chance to win. And it just felt to me like Matt Rule, this was a forced gig by him. He's a better college coach. They need to stay and get a hot shot coordinator from the NFL or former head coach, I guess, that gets offense and go from there because you know with that team, offense has become a major problem. They're going to have to address that in a hurry. And then last thing, man, did, did, did your Houston Cougars have to do it to us like that, man? Man, to come, come up, I, I, listen, bud, thank goodness, <laughs> I took the, I, thank goodness I took the over and stayed away from everything else. But I – That they was were bound, they, I know. They were bound – to have a game like that because Dana's a good coach and they had been floundering around so bad and they'd been getting the wrath of him and what a way to end it. It was I actually felt bad for you. I was thinking about that and I thought, well, the Cougar fans are happy. They're still walking with trepidation because yeah. they're like, well, how good are we here? But you'll take them any way you can get them because that's a hard place to play and was a hard win to get. As a, as a, as a program, when you blow, when you become the first program to blow a nineteen point fourth quarter right. lead this season, then they got. They, I mean, it, 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 how do you how do you recover from that? Can, I mean, can you like what do you say? As a head coach, probably in those situations, if you're the head, not much to be honest with you. <laughs> it's no, no, honestly, you know what I'm saying. You maybe during the week, but right after the game, you, I've, I'm a big believer, and I know this sounds weird. I'm a big believer is when things are going good. I'm going to ride your ass, whether it's my quarterbacks, whether it's my team, a uh, sales team. When I say I'm going to be a little harder on you when things are going good so we don't get comfortable, I want you to be comfortable being uncomfortable. So I'm going to stay at you and do a lot of my, you know, breaking down and being with a fine-tooth comb when things are great because people are less susceptible to being sensitive when things are going good, but you're still coaching them up. When things are going bad and you know the whole world's going to be ripping you, my psychological part of me says, make sure you're inspire and trust leadership, not command and control, to where you say, okay, guys, you know what? We'll revisit this. Go enjoy your families. And then you get on them during the week and, and go back and correct it. But I, I, I'm not going to kick them in the rib cage when they're down. That's the easy thing to do. So I use the opposite. And when we're going good, I'm on you a little harder. When we're going bad, I'm going to put my arm around you and say, this is an aberration. We're better than this. Go back to work. We, and, and, you know, it, that's the truth, cliche. This is the time you got to throw away the rearview mirror and pick up the uh, windshield. And you know what? It's sometimes, you know what a coach will do? I've been on teams where we've won so big or gotten beat so bad where you didn't even watch the tape. You know why? You didn't want the reminder of how it ended. 
And then there are some who say, oh, I want the reminder so I can show you what you got to get, what, what, what you need to do to get better. So I think there's different philosophies, but no need to browbeat them. Although they, it, you don't have to tell an 18 or 19 or 20 year old kid that you can't lose leads like that. So they know. Yeah. No doubt. It was, uh, I, was I was there for that one and I'm shell, I'm, I'm still shell shocked. That's a, oh, I know, man. It was, it was crazy to watch. Yep. yep. Sean, appreciate you every week, man. Thank you. My pleasure, brother. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you. You got it. He is Sean Salisbury. Former NFL QB joins us every single Friday here on the show. Yeah, I mean, look, life goes on, earth keeps yeah. spinning, right? You got to go out there and you got to try to win against East Carolina this weekend. I like what he said about not watching the tape and kind of moving. I mean, because you don't need to tell anybody what the hell happened there. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that it's time to a, move on. Yeah, that was a, uh, uh, that was the explosion button. <laughs> it was so bad. I, I actually think they're more what they did in the first half, though. I'm hoping. That they're more what they did in that first half of that game. Oh, I think that's true for sure. Yes, I think that is true. Like that's, I don't think that's a stretch to say. I think they were up for that one, but yes. I think they are. If they are, I don't know how close, right? right? But they are closer to that than the second half. To say Houston was desperate is a big understatement. That too. Like that's, be, they were coming be, off a like, loss against like Tulane. literally Holgerson is coaching for his gig. No doubt, man. And you know, he makes a lot of money. Right, so a lot. That was that was one where uh, you know look, they had you. He's got to turn around his season. That's you know? it, and that's where he did it right there on Memphis your four and one, and it was it was a Oof. spectacle. It was a spectacle for sure. Uh, we'll come back. Patty's picks one o'clock. Then Anthony Sane's going to join us at one twenty-five. Stick around, Jason and John. I turn to. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. ESPN. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. It is moving season, so make sure you call my friends at Black Time Moving handle that for you it's the right move you'll be glad you did it especially if you're i mean we all aren't as young as we used to be so you need to take that stress out of the move call my friends at black tie moving 316-6196 is the phone number 316-6196 is the number black tie has changed moving in the city of memphis when you're moving you're not just moving things you're moving pieces of your life black tie understands that black tie is licensed bonded insured their movers are professionally trained they're on time they stay on budget. These are the things you're looking for when you're hiring a moving company. So, you want to hire the best in town? It's Black Tie. 316-6196 is the phone number. Book your move now to book up fast. Moving season is here. Black Tie wants to take the chore of moving your things out of your hands and make it that much easier for you. Black Tie moving, change and moving in the city of Memphis. Call today. We have an update mm. on the Alabama-Tennessee matchup. Okay. And that is, I'm here to tell you, Bryce Young is going to play. Now, has that been announced? No. It is not. Okay. But the number is moving. Which way? Alabama. Uh-huh. The number at Superbook is now eight and a half. 
You feel like the line is correct what they're doing? Well, their number, I don't know if it's correct, but I I can tell you what what's happening. It's based on quarterback availability. Sharp money is coming in on Alabama. And Man, I like the points. That's because they now are getting intel that Bryce Young is going to play. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised to see this number go to 9.5, 10.5 by the time Bryce Young uh, is announced in. So huh. uh, that that's just the way it works, right? The yeah. way it works is somebody goes to the window with a big bet, or if it's somebody that uh, that, that book, in this case Superbook, respects as a sharp, yep. uh, they will then move that line, right? Uh, I Because gotcha. they're trying to get action from squares like you, right? Well, and in Superbook, I'm not in the weeds in this. You guys know it because you're endorsing Superbook, you know? Like, they've got a pretty pretty tight lid on, and it's a locally sourced kind of a Vegas. Like, they're doing this locally right there in town. Oh, yeah, they're in Vegas, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I mean, but it's, it's an Amer- I mean, it's American guy. It's not an over, you know, it's all oh, right no, there. Oh, no, it's, yeah, they do it. They yeah. have the, I've seen it, you know, they've got the, but, but it's just sort of the, the window yeah. into it is, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. somebody with some some respected money has come to the window, and they would not have done that. Interesting. If they didn't feel like Bryce Young was going to play. makes sense. I mean, it makes sense. I I still like the points. I really like Tennessee. I think if you're Tennessee, this is a, about as good as chance as you're going to get. Yes. No. It's very possible that Tennessee covers the number, uh, yeah. especially I, if it's ten. Like if it's a ten, man, yes. I don't see how you avoid the taking the points. Um. And I and I and I hear you. I hear you. I mean, it is That's very a lot for that team. at the house. You know? Yeah, I mean it's gonna be nuts. But it's a it's a big moment for that program. It is, you know, it and is. you that could go one of two ways, right? Yeah. I mean, they can meet that moment and they can, you know, go tit for tat with Alabama. Yeah. yeah. Or they can wilt under the pressure. I also don't think LSU is terrible. Like I know a lot of people on this station are like, ah, they went in and got their ass kicked. You know, uh, Tennessee came in there and beat them. But I'm like, it showed me. I felt good about Tennessee after that game. Yeah, I mean, I I think LSU is 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 mid, as as the great uh, Taco Meat, the great <laughs> philosopher said, not mid major, major mid. Right, I got. It. That's what Taco Meat said. Memphis should call itself after the loss to Houston. <laughs> you, you, I have major friends mid. that will never forget you uh, calling Arkansas mid major at some, at one point on this show. I, again, I don't know if that ever happened. I know they say I can it find did. tape someplace. They say it did, man, but yeah. I don't think I've ever done that. I I don't know by what measure would I have called. I think them it was mid-major. before they got good. Well, they're still in the SEC, though. I just yeah. feel like I would never have done that. But I mean, I guess maybe I did. Maybe mistakes have been made in the past. Uh, but uh, but yes, uh, the number is going the wrong way. Yeah. If you like Tennessee, I would say wait. I would say wait. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.